Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. How do you mind, bikers? Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 104 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in, and thanks for being a part of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I just want to say a big congratulations to everybody that was at the Gravity Enduro uh, last weekend. It looked like an amazing race. The conditions looked awesome. So congratulations to everybody that took part, all the volunteers, all the marshals, and everybody that went to spectate. Well done. And also good luck this weekend to anybody that is attending the Vitus First Tracks Cup uh, this week at Castle Well. And I hope that all goes well, and I hope you guys have a blast. Things look to be going well and Mr. Glenn O'Brien seems to have everything under control as always. So have a great weekend there and enjoy the race. Now on to today's show and on episode 104 we are chatting with Ewan Wilson. It is my pleasure to get Ewan on the show. He is the owner and founder of H&I Adventures. You can find them at mountainbikeworldwide.com. I was first introduced to H&I Adventures when Victoria, a staff member of Ewan's, Got in contact via LinkedIn and thought their mountain bike adventure company would make a good fit for the show. Uh, Victoria was correct. When I checked out their website and what they offered, I was blown away. H&I Adventures offer MTB tours in the most spectacular destinations across the globe from Scotland, Nepal, Norway, Switzerland, Morocco. It keeps going on and on. And, uh, you know, these guys go to the best destinations on the planet. You know, so you you fancy staying on a boat in the fjords uh, of Norway for seven days, riding a different trail every day, sailing up to your trailhead on the boat, eating and sleeping on the boat. Well, Ewan and his crew have that covered. They just do real bespoke different trips like that. It is amazing. And when chatting with Ewan, it is easy to hear his passion and love for what he does. But it goes deeper than that. Ewan approaches his business, his team, his trail planning with professionalism, detail, knowledge. You simply can't get this level of expertise by pointing at an area on a map, hiring a few local guides and hoping for the best. Ewan and his team spend months working on destination. It's pretty crazy when you hear Ewan talking about it. They look at everything from local culture to pricing, loads and loads of different aspects. Ewan personally visits every destination as well. They have a mind and he looks at maps, meets local riders, local businesses and of course scouts out the best trails possible. There's a lot of work goes into it. It takes a a lot of dedication and a lot of time you know and after all this Ewan always asks himself one question why why would somebody want to come here to ride it's as simple as that so tune in as we chat to Ewan about leaving his job to follow his passions starting small and getting it right finding the best destinations on the planet offering the best service possible pushing the boundaries of expectation and loving what you do. This is all that Ewan does with H&I Adventures. It truly is a great interview, and I really, really enjoy chatting with Ewan. So enjoy the show, folks, and all I have to do is welcome Ewan to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Hi, Ewan. Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. How's things today with you? Yeah, all good and sunny up here in Scotland, guys, and thanks for having us along. No problem. Sunny in Scotland, that's a change. Well, you know, it's uh, it's the height of summer after all, isn't it? We've got to get sun at some time. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Ewan, you run a 
a, a very, very cool adventure company. H and A Adventures, it's called. People can find you at mountainbikeworldwide.com. Um, very cool, very cool. And one of your assistants got in contact with me via LinkedIn um, just to see if it'd be interested in getting you on. And I was blown away with your website. It's amazing. It's really, really cool. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a love. Um, it's been a twelve-year uh, uh, work in progress, and uh, you know we're, we're, we've got there, and we're we're now in sort of sixteen destinations around the world, as you say, and uh, as a lot of people say, living the dream. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Now you're just back from a big trip, quite recently there. Um, can you tell us a wee bit about that? Aye, well, uh, which which one? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Big uh, sick. Yeah, well, we were uh, we were over in Switzerland there last last month, and what we what it was is um, we work quite closely with uh, Yeti Cycles um, and with their uh, tribe brand and their outreach. So what we had was a, a big load of Yeti fans, Yeti freaks as they call them, from all over all, all four corners of the world had joined us there in Switzerland for nine days of mountain biking where we where we managed to give them about four thousand meters of uh, climbing with twenty seven thousand meters of descending in nine days. Oh. So that's a good ratio. <laughs> and how many people were there? So in total in that group, we were just pushing about 18 in there, which is a big group for mountain biking. Um, you know, we don't normally uh, stretch to that. Um, we would normally sit in group sizes about 8 to 10. Um, but because they are buying into this whole tribe vibe and a group event, um, it, it works. You know, people people are there for that whole getting involved mm-hmm. with the company. The company owner comes along. Um, you know, I'll go along from our side, and we'll have you know three, four guides, and it, and it's a bit more of a party atmosphere ride rather than a just a just a tour. So we we managed to to lift the numbers on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Was that anything to do with the video I seen you posted quite recently called um, Trails uh, of the Forty Tribes? Ah, so yeah, that was that was a project, yeah, that we did. Um, we actually went out there in August, so almost a year ago now. We were in Kyrgyzstan um, with Dan Milner, a photographer and, and um, adventurer, and a couple of riders who joined us from Germany and Switzerland. Uh, sorry, Austria and Switzerland. Uh, Tom Euler and Rennie Wildhaber. And we went out to Kyrgyzstan, and we, we spent about... Uh, 18 months myself and Dan you know pouring over maps and you know, really like looking at hiking trails and some google earth and some photographs from uh, I think it was a bird watching website to try and get you know a kind of an, an idea of what the ground looked like and um, and hooked up with somebody who runs just actually just normal what would you call normal tour tourist tours right um, so we can use him for some logistics and uh, then we, we planned a route and we went out there for 10 days and, and crossed from the this most southerly uh, town in Kyrgyzstan called Osh right down to the border in Lenin Glacier and Lenin Peak um, and, and got as far up the glacier and the mountain as we could at the tail end of the week and until the snow and ice pushed us back and, and then and then back down so it was a, a fabulous fabulous adventure and uh, and 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 really out there 
there, we didn't see many people when we were there. <laughs> uh, we had we had seven, seven horses and 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 seven horsemen um, sort of supporting us and carrying kit and setting up camp and and uh, you know and, and partially guiding us through these 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 trails of I've never had mountain bikes on. So yeah, it, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, the terrain looked insane from the um, from the the kind of video footage he's done. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Um, and the uh, the terrain just looks crazy. Very, very bleak, but, yeah, you know, yeah. just out there, like. Yeah, and I think I think the, the most surprising thing for us is the, is, the, is the rideability, if you like, of the trails out there. You know, yeah, we had to hike a lot up the way, um, but really that was quite a lot of that was to do with the altitude and also with just conserving our energy because we just didn't quite know how long each day was going to go, how difficult, etc., etc. So you know you were looking at a climb and going, you know, I probably could do it, but I'm just going to conserve energy. And mm-hmm. then on the descents, I mean, probably 99% rideable on the descents. So I think I think a lot of that comes around from from horses, mules, that kind of thing that I've been using these trails over the years. The gradient was just perfect for <laughs> for biking. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Now, Ian, you're from Scotland. Uh, yep, yep, exactly. Can we chat a wee bit about that just? Yeah, yeah, about about, about Scotland in general? Or? Yeah, because <laughs> why, why I want to chat about that is uh, they really seem to be pushing the mountain bike scene uh, and as a holiday destination and stuff for mountain bike in Scotland. Have, have you seen the scene change there much? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we, we've been we've been on... We've been running now so 12, 12, nearly 13 years. Uh, and through that time, Scotland has grown and grown, as you say, as a, as a, as a world, world-renowned, world-recognised destination for mountain biking. Um, and I think I think there's a, there's a few aspects in there. Um, I think there's the um, accessibility to Scotland. It's a, in, in the UK, very accessible place to get to, mm-hmm. safe. Um, but also, you know, we have the, the the access. You know, the access here in Scotland for mountain biking is fantastic. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just paraphrasing at the moment that we we can go within reason anywhere as long as we're being responsible. Um, obviously, that responsible thing uh, has to be interpreted, has to be followed, um, and and does come with certain uh, you know, responsibilities as a as an outdoor user. Uh, so you know it. It's when it goes wrong is when people misinterpret. You can go anywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. we have to we have to we have to sort of make sure if you see someone out there that's maybe not behaving responsibly, that you just you just make sure you're highlighting it. So it's quite quite self policing. But then again, then also we've got. Um, um, Destination Mountain Biking in Scotland, which is based down at Glentress area, down in the, the borders, the Seven Stains area. Um, and they are working fantastically well as this um, this uh, sort of this body that's sitting in between the private and public sector. 
and mm-hmm. they're sitting there and they're just pushing the whole industry forward and connecting everybody, connecting innovation, connecting projects and having a sort of an overarching um, view, if you like, um, on, on on the mountain biking industry. Because, uh, you know, we've got a business to run. We're very focused on running a business and the public sector have, you know, a lot of, a lot of things to do and the private sector have a lot to do and everyone's so fixated in what they're trying to do mm-hmm. having someone sitting there uh, and just sort of pulling the strings and pulling everyone together and saying hey you know let's let's think about this a little bit differently mm-hmm. i think has really has really really helped scotland uh, to to be where it is at the moment as you say yeah and have you had any involvement in that from hni adventures kind of perspective yeah yeah and on on different levels um different levels from from providing some support to to get some world um world class journalists in and actually guiding them through scotland so they've got some uh, some material and some features etc to go back and, and and talk about scotland through to doing some trail building days with our guiding team out on the on the trails with uh, with with uh, dm bins and uh, you know so so different levels mm-hmm. we, we certainly get involved and in. we've had input into all the, the various initiatives that, that they're working on um up here in the highlands um it works works in a sort of cluster um, style model so we, we definitely get involved up here in the highlands for instance not so much in the borders or, mm-hmm. or over in fort william in the west or whatever so so we definitely uh, get involved up here the best we can Mm-hmm. So no, it's, it's been it's been really really interesting, and I think that's maybe I think that's maybe been seven or eight years that's been that's been running now. Um, so it's been a successful project for Scotland. Yeah, for sure. And and do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it will change things for the better as far as people coming into the areas? I think I think it has had a positive effect. Um, you know, you you could always be you can always be slightly negative um, when when people are trying to change things. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think humans <laughs> human nature yeah. takes over, and humans can be quite negative when you're when you're faced with change. But you know, actually, if you just take a step back from that and think long game, then then yeah, no, I think it's I think most of what comes out of it is is in a positive uh, positive slant. Yeah. Cool. And you run trips yourself in Scotland there in the Highlands, is that right? That's right. So yeah, when, when we first started, that was our, our main focus was was on Scotland. Um, and we did that up here for uh, solely for four years until we, we learned the ropes. You know, we learned the ropes, mm-hmm. we learned the, the procedures, the processes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we got people through Scotland and, and they were loving what we were doing here to the, the level that we do it at and um, requesting other destinations. And, uh, and, it, and it was always part of the plan. But we, we wanted to make sure that we understood the customer, the the industry, the, the pitfalls, the, the processes, etc. before before mm-hmm. branching out um, around the world. Mm-hmm. So tell me a wee bit about the background then. How did you get started? How did H&I Adventures start and what made you want to do something like this? 
Yeah, yeah. So it was, as I say, about 12 to 13 years ago, uh, myself and my wife, Catherine, who, who also runs the business with me. Um, we, we lived in Glasgow, actually, um, and we were, spend, we were spending weekends, every, every waking hour of a holiday or a day off traveling with our bikes mm-hmm. within Scotland and, and, and out with Scotland. And the, the problem we were coming up against was finding a level of mountain biking holiday um, that we we would enjoy. Um, so maybe the best way to, to, to put it in your mind is back then, the, the, the mountain biking holiday was a little bit like a ski holiday where you would go to a chalet or an accommodation mm-hmm. you would stay with predominantly you know a british person with a with a load of other british riders and you would eat british food and you would ride on you know within a valley or within a bike park for a week and, and you know you would have fantastic riding um but you would come back and you wouldn't know anything really about the country you'd just been to you wouldn't know about local foods local you know the customs you wouldn't you wouldn't explore. You would. You would feel a little bit like you'd been in been in the UK with lots of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we, we were struggling to find that. Um, and then with our experience back here in Scotland, we thought, you know what, we kind of know how we want to travel and what we want to do. And uh, and we thought, you know, we 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 could make this work. Um, so we we both handed in our notice and moved up to the Highlands and started H and I Adventures. Mm-hmm. Really, and, uh, and 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 yeah, and just just jumped in with both feet and uh, and, and just got got the sleeve, sleeves rolled up and 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 just got on with it. Um, and as it turns out, there are people out there that want to travel the way we want to travel. Um, you know, we 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 do proper mountain biking. We do single track mountain biking. That's that's what we do. It's not mm-hmm. canal paths. It's not you know. It's not for the the cruise ship tourist. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's for the mountain biker, but that doesn't mean a mountain biker doesn't want to sample local foods of the area. It doesn't mean they don't want to stay in a nice hotel, a three, four star hotel, small family run. It doesn't mean they don't want to have a nice bottle of wine at the end of the night. It does, you know, so it's like, come mm-hmm. on, you know, let's think a little bit if, if the term away from being a dirtbag mountain biker into being, a, you know, <laughs> a mm-hmm. mountain biker that enjoys traveling and experiencing the world. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's, 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 where we're, that's, that's where we ended up. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a big step to leave full-time employment and do something just like that. Had you any kind of, had you any well you were following your passion i'm sure but had you any experience in guiding or doing anything like that before running a guiding company no i mean i was uh, i was an electrical engineer um and i uh, you know i obviously went through all the guiding qualifications um uh-huh. but you know that uh, getting your guiding qualifications like getting your driving license that's you just starting to learn once you get that mm-hmm. yeah because <laughs> you know, you're, you're dealing with people exactly exactly <laughs> so 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 no i mean on that front no i mean Catherine had, had a background when she was at university um of hospitality um, and she had a background in marketing and um, so you know we had a, we had a footing there um and you know i'm uh, you know i was 
fairly good at dealing with people, so it was a case of uh, just you know sort of trying to piece it all together and 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 learning learning as you go. Big you know a big part of it is learning as you go, uh, mm-hmm. especially as a guide. You know you you never stop learning actually, and how to how to look after people and how to and how to make sure people are having fun but are safe at the same time and don't feel that we are you're holding their hand too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, you thought there was a hole in the market, um, for lack of a better term, for for this kind of thing. Yeah. Did you did you validate it in any way? Did you get friends up to try it first? Did you do anything like that? Yeah, well, I mean, we were we were quite fortunate in a sense, I suppose, that we did have a, a fair number of friends um, who were already in the mountain bike industry in different ways. Uh, you know, photographers, uh, shop owners, manufacturers. Actors, you know, so there was there was that aspect of of our life that we 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 had into the mountain biking world, and um, so we certainly did lean on on them for for advice and for mm-hmm. you know about bouncing ideas and and obviously riding and 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 gleaning that sort of idea of what people are enjoying. Um, and why they ride their bike and what they want to do after they've been out on their bike etc but but that's changed you know very very dramatically actually in in the 13 years you know if i if i was to sort of quantify what a mountain biker was doing back then it would be quite cross-country focused people were Mm -hmm. quite interested in the miles that you would do how far you would go and it was uh, your technical old school style trails routine narrow you know not necessarily too steep and not too much hairpins or berms or anything like that and that's morphed quite a lot now if you think of the enduro style rider um, you know, to use that term in inverted commas, because it's it's not really a style of riding; it's a style of racing. But if you think of enduro, you know that's a little bit more how people are using the hillsides these days mm-hmm. um, in our and in, in our world anyway. Um, so it's less necessarily on the miles and more of the quality, if you like, of the trail um, mm-hmm. and where you are. So so that 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 is changing. People's expectations are changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I think it's kind of that sacrifice the climb for the, you know, for the result at the end of the downhill. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, a lot of it back in the day was the climbing was certainly 50% of the fun. Uh, now you know climbing just get it out of the way for the fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, so you have seen from that time until now, you and you've seen the, you've seen your company grow and expand. Um, did that take a large network of people involved to make that happen? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 enormous. Um, you know, you some. I'm, I'm sure some people sit back there and think, God, you know, you just you just ride your bike for a living. That's amazing. And you go, Yeah, we ride our bike for maybe you know ten percent of our life, and the other ninety percent is organising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and logistics, and you know whatever else, marketing, and everything else that's going on. But but yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, um, you know, if I was to to, to count the the number of people that are involved in in, in our 
uh, our business through the course of a year um, with guides, drivers, assistants, marketing, you know, all, all of these things. You know, you're, you're, you're talking there's a hundred, you know, a hundred odd people involved and wow. directly, directly involved in making sure these things happen um, out there. You know, you when you turn up, you may only see one or two. You may only see the guides. Um, but <laughs> but through the course of a year, uh, you know, it's pretty it's pretty big uh, number of people have got their hands in and making each aspect of of this uh, you know these 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 cogs turning throughout the course of a trip yeah i can only imagine to be to be honest um so how many kind of full staff do you employ yeah so we've got six, six of us here in scotland in the in the headquarters up here in Inverness. Mm-hmm. so that's that's the core you know that's the people that are are, are making sure that all these 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 sort of satellite offices, if you like, and guides around the world have what they need. They've got the, the information they need. They're they're planning the routes. They're knowing who they're getting. They're you know etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. All the, you know making sure all these cogs run. Um, we've also got um, a videographer and photographer here um, who are who are out there. You know as you say pulling that. That, that content together, the, the videos and the, and the mm-hmm. pictures that you'll see on the, on the website, you know, because it's very, 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 very important to us that what, what you see on that website, every single picture and every single video is what we do. So if you're coming on a trip to Norway and that guy's carrying his mountain bike on his back, you're going to be carrying your mountain bike on your back. It's not just a nice image was taken to try and sell you a mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. That is what you're going to be doing, and that is the trail you're going to be on. You know, we, we, we make that so clear. It's not just fancy imagery. It's that is it. That's the tour, and mm-hmm. which which sometimes might surprise you. Sometimes people think that's not actually the the, the tour. That's just fancy photography mm-hmm. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or videos. No, no, that that is it. Um, yeah. So you know, we were very, 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 very keen to keep that level of professionalism and and, and high level of imagery and, and, and videos up there. Um, that that's that's what translates the, through to the, the the quality on the ground of what people are going to experience. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like the videos, the films are lovely. Um, and is that your own team that that do them? That's you don't right, outsource right. that, or that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all all in house. Yeah, yeah, pictures, yeah. videos, etc., are all done in house. Very cool. I watched uh, the video into the labyrinth, the fjords oh, yeah. of Norway. That's our Norway tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that's a different kind of tour. That's um, that's one which I think sort of is a. Uh, it's, it's sort of like on a pedestal in a sense, and, and uh, it's a good one to talk about actually, because that that's that's how we see what we do, and what what we do is is we try and always innovate and create and craft an, a new thing that's never been done. So with that, we, we looked at Norway and we said, okay, we want to go in Norway. What what is Norway and what does Norway stand for? And we thought, okay, so how did people move around in Norway? Historically, they used the fjords because going up and over the mountains is just not is just not uh, is just not achievable back mm-hmm. in the day. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't drill tunnels. They could, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we used the fjords, and we thought, okay, let's let's use the fjords to get around. Let's use a boat, and then we thought, okay, so let's take from the ski ski touring. What do, what do they do in the winter in ski touring? They'll you know rock up on the boat 
people skin up and, and ride back and, and ski back down to the, another fjord and get picked up again. And we thought, okay, awesome, let's try that in a mountain bike. So we're <laughs> always sort of innovating and saying, okay, you know, how can we learn from the way people have used used the, the, the particular country that we're going to and uh, creating a creating a tour around that. And then we can take that to, to Scotland where we use the old drover tracks and, and supply routes, etc., where we are cutting across the country from, from, from valley to, to sea where people used to exchange products from their farms. So let's say milk and potatoes and go to the sea and get the fish and bring the fish back. So they're exchanging the products, and now we use those trails to, to, to explore Scotland. So, yeah, always looking at that and looking at, how, you know, how we can uniquely create a product in each country. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very, very different. You, you go on a boat, you stay on the boat, you eat on the boat. Um, yeah. It's very, very cool. Is that quite a popular trip for you? It's a very popular one uh, in a sense that, you know, Everybody who sees it wants to do it, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the main issue um, with with Norway and the fjords is, as you would imagine, the fjords are steep. Um, mm-hmm. the fjords, the side of a fjord is going to be steep. So, in order to get to the, the top, um, there is a definite, um, sizable amount of hike a bike in each day. You know, so one to two hours of hike a bike. And then your descent is quite direct and quite steep. Um, if the weather's on your side, it's not super technical. But if the weather is wet, then it does does amp things up a little bit to, to the advanced plus kind of uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of realm. <laughs> yes, yes, it's not for everybody. I'm it's sure. not for everybody. Exactly, exactly. But you know what? An incredible place to to get to the top of a, a mountain ridge and, and look down, and your boat is probably the size of a you know a fly down mm-hmm. in the fjord, and you think, oh, I just have to descend for the next hour and a half to get there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> how long is that trip for that's for a week so that, wow. that, that trip particularly is a week long um, so as you say you know you're, you you wake up in the morning and you, they'll lift the anchor up and you'll be steaming through the fjord as you're having breakfast and coffee and uh, you know and you reach the, the, the jetty and you know you'll, you'll hop off with your bike at 10 o'clock and head off for 5, 6, 7 hours back down onto the boat and then the boat will move on again through the night and then anchor up somewhere else overnight. And, you know, and it mm-hmm. just kind of works that way through the fjords over, wow. over the course of a week. The beautiful thing about that is you're probably not going to see another mountain biker. No, no, I don't think <laughs> I've ever bumped into another mountain biker yet. <laughs> classic, classic. Uh, so you, it's it's expanded a lot, your business, from, from you started. You've got international tours. You go from Scotland, as we've chatted about, to Nepal, to Morocco. You've got lots going on. Do you want to tell us about some of these? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I was just sort of touching on there with the, the, the Norway and, and the Scotland products, you know, we've, we always, we're always just going to a country and just trying to work out work out what what's different you know what why why are people here you know we all we ask ourselves why with absolutely everything if someone comes up with an idea we say right why what why why should somebody care mm-hmm. so you know going into these countries we're always looking at why why are we crossing the country why should somebody eat lunch here why should we stay in this accommodation why did we just ride that trail you know and and, and looking at these countries so you know you touched on morocco you know morocco's one which has been over the course of past uh, three years i've spent uh, probably uh, 10 12 weeks there creating this tour 
um, you know, you just have to ride and ride and ride and test accommodations, test, mm-hmm. test eating, and 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 again, you get to the end of a great trail, and you go, okay, we're in a we're in a valley, we're in this valley. Why are we in this valley? What are we going to do now? If somebody comes here, what what do they think about this valley? And was there a purpose for us to come into here? And just really thinking through that that psychological aspect to each of the each of these tours as well, and you know. Geographically as well, we've looked at the geography. You know, we've looked at the world and said, okay, you know, where 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 do the Australians travel to? How do they want to travel for you know for forty hours to get to wherever? Let's say Colorado or or the Yukon, probably not. So you know, let's let's look at Nepal. Okay, let's look at Nepal somewhere which is you know a ten-hour flight away or or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and look ge- geographically, also looking at people's wallets and saying, you know, how much can people realistically want to, to spend? So we're trying to cover a, a wider um, display on, on, on the affordability. But but that said, you know, we're not, we're not the bargain basement. We're not the, you know, 400 euros for a week's holiday. It's just not our bag. We're not interested. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at a level that we are delivering the best experience in each country that we can possibly make within reason <laughs> without mm-hmm. without without uh, you know booking helicopters every day <laughs> I mean, yeah. we can obviously do that but uh, you know within reason we're looking at that sort of real sweet spot of if you were to come to morocco and you only had one week in your life to mountain bike in it this is what we're going to do <laughs> yes yes yeah it's very much tailored towards riding and an experience the culture, everything else that goes to being on your bike. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we've got, as you were mentioning, the the Norway trip, which sits right at the top. You know, that's our most technical, challenging trip. And then mm-hmm. we've got Namibia at the other end, which is our easier trip. But it's not a beginner trip. You know, if you're not a mountain biker of any description, if you've never sat on a mountain bike, you can't. you still can't go to Namibia. You know, you still have to have some experience of, you know, riding your bike, changing gear, being in the saddle for four hours a day, you know, braking correctly, riding in sand, riding in rock, riding in single track, you know, riding in animal tracks, riding in double tracks. You know, you've still got to have some experience to even go on our our base trip because it's meant for people that, you know, mountain biking is the tool Mm -hmm. to experience, you know, the, 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 the country that you're in. Um, and Namibia is quite an interesting one, actually. You know, you're you're riding your mountain bike and you're riding along, and you know, you, you something is startled over in the bushes, and you go, "Whoa!" You know, what's that? And you look over, and you've got a, a couple of giraffe running away <laughs> beside you as you're riding down a trail, and you've got a zebra crossing over the front of you, and you're and you're going, "Yeah, this is this this is this is this is bizarre. <laughs> this, should, this shouldn't be happening." <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, so tell us how it starts then. Do you get around a big table there at your headquarters? Do you get the likes of Victoria involved? Do you get everybody involved and say, right, where are we going next? Yeah, so it, it happens in such a multitude of ways. Um, you know, the biking industry, even in the world, is quite small. 
you know, I, I, I there, you know, the three points of separation, and <laughs> that's that's like one point in in, in the mm-hmm. mountain biking industry. It's, it's small, so a lot of this comes around just just from chatting with people, just going bike riding, you know, just meeting people on the trail, meeting people, uh, you know, a conference or a or a bike show or a launch or a, you know whatever it might be, or a, mm-hmm. or even a customer, a customer might drop in and say, hey, I'm from uh, I'm from New Zealand. Have you have you ever thought of New Zealand? And you go, oh yeah, no, I haven't actually. And then they start just feeding you some some bits of information that that, that set the ball rolling. Um, and then occasionally, you know, somebody will reach out to us themselves and just say, look, have you ever have you ever thought of uh, a mountain bike tour in Namibia? And you go, no, I haven't actually. Has it got any mountains? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. And then you look into it and you go, God, I, I just didn't, I didn't know this country existed, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't, I, I had no preconceptions of what, what was available here. And and as I say, we we go out and we spend we spend two years on average creating these trips. Wow. And we spend you know sixteen weeks in country, up to sixteen weeks in country, uh, you know, four four trips out. Um, to to get them to where we want them to be, you know these are they're, they're not they're not off the shelf um, they're not off the shelf itineraries. You know if someone's to reach out and say hey I've got a, I've got one week itinerary here it is you should sell it you know that's not our bag you know that's mm-hmm. that's not our bag you know I will be on every trip and 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 create every trip and and uh, spend you know two years doing that and getting it getting it to where as I say where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you go out, you scout these areas, you ride them yourself personally. Um, do you get any local guides involved? Is there anything like that happens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, so you know, that's that's us quality of shooting and shooting that our product is what we want it to be. But absolutely 100% of what happens on the ground is done by local people. Um, mm. You know, if, if I'm ever joined, for instance, myself or, or someone from the headquarters joining a trip, it's for let's say quality assurance or it's for some some pictures or images or you know it's it's for an, an alternative reason than guiding we're never mm-hmm. in there taking away any um any employment or money from a, a community um you know we we'll probably leave sort of 70 70 75 percent approximately of 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 all all money is left in country and it's always local so we've got you know local namibians guiding local nepalese guiding and and then you might say you know how does that how does that quality then translate back because we can spend two years creating something but how Mm -hmm. do we know that on the ground that will be delivered um, so we we get all of our guides around the world over here to Scotland, and we have a you know we have an in-house training plan which is loosely based around the British system and the Swiss system. And we have two instructors, one in Scotland, one in, in Switzerland, who have come together and actually looked at the best parts of both systems, pulled them together for what we do. And then we've taken another step on top of that. And, and we have a, uh, basically a sort of, we call it like a deeper, deeper thinking um, aspect to that, which is more based around the sort of psychology of what we do, you know, or how to, how to bring a team together during a week from individuals arriving to bringing them together to, you know, as I say, why are we in, why are we doing this? Why are we there? Mm-hmm. What, you know, et cetera. 
etc. So, you know, we, we do that and then the guides around the world then shadow a trip here and see how, how we're delivering it back here at base and headquarters and then, then they head back and they, they do that back in country with with myself or, or one of our, our instructors going out to, to shadow with them to then deliver feedback and you know it's a big long process wow. um, before before people are, are, are out there uh, you know basically representing and, and running uh, running on their own so it's you know that's that's the only way we can sleep at night <laughs> wow that's amazing so you bring the local guys over to scotland you train them up in scotland or wherever and then you basically send them back out and then assess them when they're in their kind of the yeah. local areas exactly yeah that's yeah, unbelievable yeah. um <laughs> The expense in that is crazy. Uh, so how do you even find the guides, first of all? Yeah, again, it's one of those things that it, it happens in many different ways. It can be friends um, uh, recommending. It could, you know, it could be people we're already working with have have a buddy or, yeah, you know, people kind of, um, what would you say, get, get drawn or attracted to to, to us um, in a sense that you know people get attracted to things that are done well and they believe in um, mm-hmm. you know so we we tend to find that people gravitate towards us and it, and, and it works out um, uh, the only the only times things haven't worked out and didn't get off the drawing board is when it has been more of a you know, more of a business pitch, I suppose. You know, someone just looking at the business of working with us, rather than understanding what we are about and the passion and and delivering delivering on the same beliefs as us. Um, so yeah, it's a very organic process, um, and and it's the only way it can be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we are we, this industry is all about people. It's all about people, the people that are delivering, the people we're working with, to the people who turn up. It's all about people. So, you know, it, it has to be that way. They have they have to fit in. If if we took every person in the world that works for us and put them in a room, they would get on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they would be friends, you know. So yes. that's that's one of the, the main uh, sort of uh, testing points as we meet, uh, meet a new person around the world is, you know, if we chucked you in the room with someone from Nepal and someone from the, you know, the Yukon in Canada, would you guys get on? Yes. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's very, very good. Very good. So what's all included you in, in one of your trips as far as food and facilities and stuff go? What can people expect? Yeah. So it, it depends countrywide. Um, for instance, you know, we've been talking about Norway. So what, what, what we do in Norway, because Norway is a, inherently a very expensive country. Um, so when we first went out there, we, we, we stayed in, in hotels and we stayed, we went to restaurants and we paid everything individually. And we got to the end of the, 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 the trip and just, you know, that's super, super, super expensive. And the thing was, it was an unknown expense. So we thought to ourselves, right, okay, if we stay on the boat, then it's a fixed cost. You pay that and then everything for the entire week is covered. You turn up at the airport and you get dropped off at the airport then of the week and you spe- don't need to spend a single penny between that because that's the unknown and unexpensive country like Norway and we do the mm-hmm. same in Switzerland Switzerland's an expensive company at uh, country sorry so that you know you, you pay your, your money and unless you drink alcohol or coffee <laughs> through the, or, or soft drinks through the week then that's your only expense everything else is covered but then you come to somewhere let's say like Scotland 
where actually, you know, it's it's a bit more of a um, sort of organic process through the week. You know, we we spend a lot of time eating on the trail because we don't have cafes midpoint that sort of thing. So for us to sort of dictate to customers what they're going to have in their you know, their backpacks to eat, you know, like like a packed lunch doesn't really work for us you know we're kind of like well we we don't need to dictate to you what to eat for your lunch so you can you can just go to the shop and purchase what you want same at dinner time we're small groups there's only eight people at a time in scotland at maximum we can go to the restaurant we've booked and you can choose what you want to eat we don't need to tell you that you're eating Mm -hmm. fish tonight and then salad tomorrow and then you know steak the next night we don't need to do that we're a small group so it's a lot more dynamic and the costs are a little bit better than they would be in switzerland or norway for instance so it depends on the country so it can be fully inclusive or it can be in Scotland, for instance, they say, you know, we'll pick you up at the airport, all transfers, all guiding, all luggage transfers, all breakfast, all accommodation, all guiding. But you're left to choose your lunches and dinners, what you what would suit you, because it's a bit more organic. Yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds fair. And, you know, some people just don't like that whole inclusive type thing either. I, I, Exactly, exactly. You know, if you and the reason that we we, we do sit on that fence and and some of our countries is that you know we have had people who have said, look, hey, I don't eat steak, which is you know an expensive meal. I go for pasta when I'm riding my bikes, so mm. I'm paying for that guy to eat steak every night, and I don't want to do that. And you know, you've got to think of it that way. So you know, we do juggle that a little bit and ensure that you know in Nepal. It's all inclusive as well because, you know, we put our our guide and fixer into the kitchen each night to ensure things are cooked properly. And it's all the same meal and everyone has the same thing. And he's ensuring that you're not going to get sick, you know, because I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're aware people, you know, tend to come back from these places and say they got really sick. Mm -hmm. We'll do everything we can by having someone watching the chefs, making sure they're cleaning their hands, making sure food's washed properly, bottled water, all those things that maybe, you know, maybe other people are not doing so yeah we have to juggle that in each destination Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and i suppose the rider level kind of goes along the same kind of lines now you've a really nice page on your website that describes the different levels um, of trip you know compared to your own level which is really handy and really cool how do you assess that yourself i'm sure that can be a bit of a headache yeah, it, it is. It is, and 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 it's it's really just through experience that um, you know. Let's maybe use a couple of examples that if you are going to a Namibia tour, for instance, and you 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 send me any uh, send a team an email and you say, hey, I want to go to Namibia, and you say, great, okay, and you, you start talking through it. We're not going to start talking about, let's say, dropper seat posts and tubeless tires to someone going to Namibia because they don't need to know that, and maybe they've mm-hmm. never come across that. But you wouldn't expect them to. But if I say to you, go to Namibia, yes, we expect you to bring your own helmet, your own shoes and your own pedals. And then that, if that becomes a surprise to somebody, then you say, well, wait a minute, do, do you not really bike? Because I would, as a mountain biker or a cyclist, want to take my own helmet. I don't want a rental helmet. Come on, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So we talk at that level. To somebody going to Namibia and then we, we, we would say okay so you sound like you're the right person you sound like you do bike sounds like you do so it's all those small indicators 
but if I was to then, you know, you were then to email me and ask me about, um, as we've been talking about Norway, and I'll start, and we'll start talking to you about, you know, dropper seat posts, tubeless tires, you know, Magic Mary tires, uh, you know, the, you know, four pot brakes, you know, we'll start talking mm-hmm. about things that as an advanced rider you should know about, and if you come back and go, what's a what what's a tubeless tire? Who's Magic Mary? Yeah, who's Magic Mary? (laughs) (laughs) Then that's going to throw up a red flag and we're going to go, oh, hold on a minute, actually. It's not, you've said to me you're good enough. You've said to me you are an advanced rider and you're level seven in fitness or whatever. But hold on, you've just, you know, thrown up this flag, but you don't know what a tubeless tire is, then you really should know. (laughs) So it's really that experience and it's that personal touch, I was saying, you know, it's all about people. So you've got to have that personal connection um, Mm. as as we go through the process. Um, But, you know, People, they don't slip the net. That's not the right the right terminology. But you know, people do end up on the wrong trip um, yeah. for whatever reason, whether that's um, whether that's honesty or whether that's over uh, that's overestimating your ability. Um, you know, but but we deal with it. We're guides. You know, we do our best. Um, but occasionally, you know, people will be like, you know, I was I overestimated that one there or that wasn't um, technical enough for me, uh, you know, et cetera. But, but it doesn't happen that often, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and I'm sure, yeah, it's difficult, you know, from a customer perspective, Sarah, a client's perspective, it's difficult to kind of, know what your ability level is to a certain extent it is it is you know and that and that's where we try we try and put ourselves in 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 their shoes as well obviously you know if uh, you know we always have the kind of analogy you know if 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 you ride um if you ride every day of every week with the same group of people on your local trails and you're always the guy at the front and you're always the best downhill then you think you're an advanced rider you think you're mm-hmm. better than 90% yeah. of the, the rest of the mountain bikers out there because that's all you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you look at our ratings and our, our descriptions and you go, well, yeah, clearly that's me because I'm always the fastest and I'm always the best. So that must be me. But then you come to a trip with people from around the world and you go, oh, well, I'm not the first anymore. I'm at the back right now or I'm in the middle. And, it, you know, and, and that's part of our job as a guide to, to, to acknowledge that, identify that and actually work with the group dynamics like that and realize, and bring everyone together on a, on a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's bound to be difficult. It's bound to be, you know, and that first run out with everybody is bound to be a real eye opener to see people's fitnesses and their skill levels and yeah, and everything exactly. else. And then I suppose you can assess it from there and well, make the changes and, you need to. And that's how we, we we build the tours up. You know, the, the tours are designed to start with, with, as you say, the shakedown ride, where we'll give you aspects through that ride of uh, as much as possible what you're going to see through the rest of the experience the rest of the trip so we can identify who's the good climber who's the good descender who can do this who can do that and then we start to then you know mold the rest of the week uh, and work out how the rest of the week's going to go and uh, and and if we can throw in hints and tips 
for people to make them better riders you know we do that um mm -hmm. it's not it's not a coaching holiday it's not a training camp but you know we'll always be you know shouting some advice and helping people uh, to, to enjoy the ride better and, and hopefully go go home a better rider for it yeah cool cool um so how do people find you you and how do people book on on a trip is it just as something that's going to the site or yeah the, the best way is is onto the website onto mountainbikeworldwide.com um have have a browse around there um have a look ask questions you know either you know the, the inquiry form or, or the the contact us button it's not you're, not you're not committing to anything you know um just ask questions you know it's the best way for you to find out what's the right trip for you and and and, and, and which one we can we can advise you to go on um mm -hmm. you know we we are the we are the experts at what we do so you know we will do our best to to make sure that you you, you get the right advice and get onto the right, the right trip if you're unsure yeah for sure what's your most popular trip Oof. Oh yeah, I need, to, I need to have a think about that. I mean, Nepal is always one that, that that people look at and just you know dream dream of. It's mm -hmm. you know the highest mountains in the world. It's a it's an amazing cultural experience as well. The trails are phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it's one that that, that, that does well and, and and people always enjoy. So so yeah, Nepal's up there. But you know, as you said right back at the beginning, Scotland is is a desired desirable destination and, and people like coming here also yeah cool is it something you run all year ewan is it something you can do all year with your different destinations that's right yeah yeah we've got something running running every month almost every week of of of, of every year um from from ecuador's etc new zealand's etc and the, the january december january february times chile through to spain's and croatia's and marches and then then you know working up through europe as the summer comes back our way and, and then back round again <laughs> wow it never ends huh no, 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 never ends. No, no. <laughs> we need, we need, we need that good team and that great team we've got here in headquarters that we talked about earlier to to allow this to happen 365 days a year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Do you have a personal favourite trip? Uh, I get asked that question a lot, um, and and it's a it's a really difficult one. Um, yeah, and I and I do I do tend to just. To, to, to revert back to the Nepal one, um, mm -hmm. it was one of the first actually we, we created back uh, back probably seven or eight years ago now uh, in our worldwide uh, portfolio, and it just it just is the biggest mountains in the world. It's a such such a culturally different place. The trails mm -hmm. are you know centuries and centuries old. Um, you've got them to yourself. And yeah, just it's just breathtaking. Uh, so you know, for for having everything in there that that you would want from an adventure, uh, yeah, Nepal, the, Nepal firmly ticks all those boxes. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Do you get um, asked by many brands as such, like mountain bike brands, to support a trip for them for their film and crews or their pros or anything like that? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that we we do work on a lot. Um, you know, we, we we've got strong relationships with certain brands, um, mm-hmm. and, and then others will be will be will be contacting us and saying, you know, as you say yourself, they might have a new product launch to do, or they may have some filming commitments or athlete commitments or something like that. And we we do we do quite a lot of facilitating for for that to happen, whether you know press camp etc that, that kind of thing mm-hmm. so that that's a, that's a big part of as well as what we work on um on, on the more sort of uh industry industry side of things business to business side of things yeah yeah it's, it's good and i'm sure it never it never really stops between one thing and another it just uh, there's always something to be organizing and and uh sorting out and yeah, so, I would agree. It never, and it, it, it just keeps rolling on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Uh, well, you know, what's the future for you? Um, are you looking at any new destinations, or is there anything you can tell us? Anything you can give us a sneak preview of? Yeah, well, I mean, in the very immediate future, as soon as we're finished, I'm going to go and get changed and go for a local lunchtime bike ride. Um, uh. So once that's out of the way, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we we're, we're, there's a lot happening at HQ at the moment. Um, we're we're just getting a shovel into the ground, actually, to build a new purpose-built office um, up here in the Highlands as well. Um we we have some very exciting products coming up, which I'm afraid you're going to need to wait till um, <laughs> October to find out about. Um, cool, man, cool. We're also we're also growing the EWS um, Enduro World Series partnership we've got with some really interesting, exciting new destinations coming to that as well with, with those guys over there, the the EWS. And uh-huh. uh, and yeah, I'm heading off at the, the the I think it must be the end of October this year, um, and dropping into a, a rather unknown uh, eastern country, landlocked country called Bhutan for a bit of a Ooh. bit of a scout around and uh, and then see, see see what comes of that. <laughs> so watch oh, wow. this space. Wow, do you ever run into? issues out there do you ever run into any problems or is is the planning really important before you go i think i think planning is important but i think also just you know believing that the world is actually full of nice people um and you know the 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 world is it's full of people that actually want to help you and want you to have a, a nice time when you're in their country and look after you um and you know things don't always go to plan they can't possibly uh when you're exploring new destinations but you know there's always a solution there's always a solution to something you know mm-hmm. um, you just need to just just take a take a, back, a step backwards and 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 just reevaluate. you know you they, they call it sort of plan a syndrome you know that's how people die because they had they, you know they had a plan a and they were they were here today to climb that mountain and that's it and i'm going to do it and then the weather turns and they they keep they keep pushing on with it and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how you get into problems you know be be you have to be willing to step back and go for plan b or or c or d or e you know depending mm-hmm. what happens but you know you're not 
you're not losing. You're not. You're not. You're not failing if you do that. You're. You're actually. You're just ensuring that that the uh, that the project will come come to fruition, and you'll 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 go back home at the end of the day. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, always always be willing to go for Plan B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in these areas, do you run into other like mountain bike communities, or is there no such thing in a lot of these it, places? It is incredible, actually. Um, you know, you 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 put a pin in the map. Um, and, and whatever country it lands on, you go there, you'll find a mountain bike community of some description. Yeah, you'll find people, you know, doing what we did back in the eighties and 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 you know, making a bike out of a BMX or you know, or converting mm-hmm. some old some old sort of commuter bike with fat tires or you know, they they'll be doing what we did back in the eighties and, and they'll be <laughs> making sure they can build some dirt jumps like we used to do and jumping off some you know wooden ramps they've built or you know there is a community there so so yeah it's always surprising you know and there's lots of people out there doing interesting community projects with 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 school kids and yeah and all over the world it it never never ceases to amaze you and 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 bikes bikes communicate well you know you turn up in a village and Kyrgyzstan and there's you know there's there's two yurts there and that's it and they're only ever used to working you know working the land and you turn up on a bike and they want to talk to you they want to know Mm -hmm. what you're all about they want to laugh and run alongside you and and you know and and that sort of thing you know it's 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 a real great communicator uh so so you know you 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 get a warm welcome wherever you go (laughs) amazing very very cool yeah, the mountain bike community seem to be very nice wherever you go. Yeah, yeah, they are, and you know, self-selecting people. I think you know, if you're if you're willing to go out and, and work hard for your fun, because uh, mountain biking's hard. You know, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to go out and do that and suffer a little bit during the day to to get your your fix, then uh, then you're, you're you're a certain kind of person, and uh, and and we get sort of drawn to each other as well, don't we? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, how can people best get in contact and follow uh, H and I Adventures, Ewan? Yeah, so the website, as I say, if you head on to there, uh, mountainbikeworldwide.com, and uh, you know you've got all of our social media channels. You can subscribe on YouTube as well. We've got you know quite an active YouTube channel. We're always uh, we're always out on the Instagrams and Facebooks and showing you what we're up to. Um, <laughs> so yeah, follow us on there. There's hopefully some inspirational stuff, and you know we do have some some videos out there we put out called the Mountain Bike Minute, which is you know as it sounds it's a one minute segments of some useful information that, that we come across in our in our guiding lives to to help you and uh, your mountain biking lives you know mm-hmm. so yeah there's always always some information there and something to be learned and that's on your youtube channel is it that's right yeah okay awesome well listen sir thanks so much for chatting to me today it's been awesome to have you on the show no, it's been great. It's been great. It's, uh, it's always quite good looking back and uh, seeing what we've, what we've been up to for the past 12 or 13 years. <laughs> yeah, well, you're you're running a beautiful, beautiful thing there. And um, your website and all, as I say, I think really comes across to, to what you've been chatting about today and the quality of, of your product and, and everything else. And it uh, it's amazing that something like that is from, you know, from our home ground, Scotland and like we have so much going on in the UK and in Ireland and stuff at the minute. We have so much talent. It's unreal. Yeah. 
yeah, there's a lot, you know, right as you say, right through from from the racing through to the businesses and the you know the the EWS itself, you know, is based here in the UK as well in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's uh, yeah, we've got a lot going on. We're we're we're, we're pinching above our weight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, sir. Well, listen, thanks so much, and uh, good luck with your future adventures. I hope everything goes well for you down the line, and um, I'll certainly be keeping a, a tight eye to see what uh, what these new exciting things you've got going on. Please do. And yeah, thanks for your time. It's been great chatting. Uh, thanks, Ian. Okay, cheers now. Bye bye. That's a wrap for episode 104, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. And Ewan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really did enjoy chatting with you. And um, I hope everything goes well for you in the future. And I know you have some exciting things happening in the near future. So good luck with those. I hope everything goes well for you and uh, you keep enjoying what you do there and you keep following your passions i love hearing stories like that it's, it's pretty awesome now folks if you want to hear more about you and want to read a little bit more about our chat get some quick links to his website and to videos etc that, that they have done and there's loads of those to watch so you need to get over to youtube and do that but just go to the show notes mtb-tribe.com you will find out everything there and you'll get quick links to all of Ewan's material now, if you want to support the show, the best way is subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps us boost on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. Now, if you're not on Apple, don't worry, you can find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue, listen and download every show from there. You can also subscribe from there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show now you can also get involved on social media we are at mtb tribe on instagram and facebook and please if you're doing that take screenshots share the show let your friends know about it let's get the word out so we can get more people off the sofa and onto the saddles that's the whole aim of the podcast is to get people out on their bikes enjoying the countryside enjoying time social time with friends away from screens away from phones and devices so let's try and make this happen so thanks for tuning in folks i appreciate you being here this week it was great to have you listening to the show and get involved and if you want to email me you can get me at info at mtb-tribe.com i do read all emails and i will get back to you so until then enjoy the weekend if you're going to castle well and with the fittest guys enjoy it race hard and I hope you have a good good weekend up there so until next week I will chat to you on another MTB Tribe podcast but until then get out in the trails and stay MTB stoked